Hello lads, welcome to the Fanatics Football Cup podcast, official home of the Fanatics Football Cup. Basically recordings of me and Tom, some other people join us sometimes, talk football, talk fantasy, shit banter, bad jokes, enjoy. Welcome all, welcome all. It is another Fantasy Football Cup podcast. Um, myself, Matt, and we've also got Tom with us tonight. Hello, Tom. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello. We did, we tried getting a guest, didn't we? Tried um, getting three, mate. Tried getting three, <laughs> but after three rejections, you know, you, you sort of go, can't do it. So, but uh, I know Ash Miller's keen to come on to the to the next one we do. So hopefully he'll be our, our next guest and I'm we can get him on then. But yeah, just uh, just checking in with you, Tom. You know, how are you? What have you been up to this week? Yeah, I mean, um, as everyone knows, it was it was my birthday on Tuesday. So I'd like to thank all the lads in the group chat for their messages. It meant a lot and really showed me how much I mean to them all, um, which was really nice, actually. So yeah. just thanks thanks for the messages. It, was, it meant a lot. Yeah. Um, There's a real outpouring, actually, of uh, tribute. I know. So that was quite nice. Mate. Yeah, really nice. Um, so that was Tuesday, the twenty second of October for your diaries next year, lads. Um, but yeah, so, so up, mate. <laughs> yeah, other than that, uh, half term. So I've uh, got um, parent, lots of parenting. Been to the zoo. I think we're going back to the zoo tomorrow because we've got free pass. So why not? Um, why yeah, not? What, what, have you been up and down the length and width of the country? I hear. Yeah, I've been doing bits of work. I've just got back from London. Uh, in time to, in time to do this tonight so it's been it's been a busy old week but obviously priorities are the podcast so we have to make sure that gets done get in right um so order for tonight we're going to do a review of tables and fixtures ahead of um obviously the fifth round of the cup we're going to do our usual fixture focus um matt and myself have picked out a game each we're going to look at then we're going to do a Twitter Twitter topic. Then we're going to do our score predictions. And then we're going to look at our differentials. So, um, Matt, do you want to start us off with how Group A is looking and how it all went last week? Yeah, so this is obviously our group. Um, I'm absolutely delighted to talk about this. Thanks for having me on. So I'll go through the scores first. Um, that's the most important thing. So oh, yeah, we played it, didn't we? It's going back we, a long time now because we've got the international break and then we've got another game week last week. And yeah, I'd almost... So just just about erased it from my memory and then it's, you're bringing it back up. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up so you will have to resume the counselling. Um, right, so Ash Miller uh, lost 51-31. So lost by 20 points to Aaron. Get in there. It was a bad... And, uh, uh Miller gave Aaron quite a lot of shit <laughs> about his team before a ball was kicked and sent me a couple of messages saying, look at the state of his team and then lost by 20 points. So... Um, then, just, just, a quick, just a quick note. Um, Ash would have lost to anyone that week, so it's not like he can do the old. Oh, I, I would have beaten everyone else in the group. Yeah. No, he can't. You would have lost Ash to everyone by at least eleven points. That's... Everyone in the cup, apart from two other players. So you actually got the third lowest points total. So well yeah. done. Yeah, poor, poor. Um, but well I done, Aaron. Good points. Since his wild card, he's dropped from like ninth to forty second or something, because I haven't got the league in front of me, but I know it's quite an astronomical. He did put, he did put us um, an update of the monthly table, so how we're all getting on in October. 
And at the 53 players, he is 53rd for the month of October. He's mm, gone It's gone down quicker than uh, Liverpool forward in the penalty box in the 91st minute. Let's just put it that way. Without contact. Oh, Without yeah. That goes without saying, Matty, don't you? But nice of you to add that in for clarification. It's uh, absolutely important that that's clarified. Um, but then moving <laughs> on, you've got uh, Tuffers, who beat Liam 51-46. to 46, So, well done, Tuffers, three points. And that puts him uh, top of the league. Um, yeah. Goal difference above us, so we're plus 27. Um, and then, of course, our game, Tom. So, 49-42. Yeah. Quite a it tight was good. Yeah, it was a good game, I thought. Enjoyed it end-to-end. End. I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to the return fixture and see, uh, see how that maps out. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, moving on to Group B. Um, so, some, some decent scores in here, actually. A couple yeah, of group, decent scores. Group B, you've got Dan Rogers out front on nine, who actually lost his last game to Hooker. Um, Hooker, if you look at the weeks when everyone else scores low, Hooker seems to score high. And it's amazing, really, looking at his team. I mean, I, I, I love the bloke. He's, he's a fantastic lad. He's, he's got some stories. If you ever short of a story, just give Hooker a call. Make sure you've not eaten first, though, because they are a bit X-rated. Um, yeah, don't yeah. ask about the takeaway one. Not good. Oh, not ask good. him about this birthday treat he got once. That was lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Hooker, 69 points. I think he would have... He was the top scorer in the whole cup that week. He was. He would have been... Um, he would have beaten all 23 <laughs> other players. Yeah, so well done, Hooker. Um, so you've got Dan Rogers, Toppy's lost to Hooker. Then in second, you've got one, you've got four people tied on six points. Yeah. So you've got so, jo- uh, Johnny Cox, Hayden, Beber, and Hooker. And then who's last in that group, Matt? Remind me. So it's Ben Gerrish. It's Ben oh. Gerrish, our, our guest on the last podcast. But it was actually, he picked up his first win. Go so, on, Gareth. He's, he's on three points. So go on, Gareth. He beat Hayden forty-one to thirty-seven. So uh, Hayden did. Win. Hayden played the Resies. He's concentrating on the league, though. So you know. Yeah, Hayden's doing well. Um, and John Cox, good score, beat Beber fifty-eight thirty-five. So I, that was my feature game. I think the Battle of West Supermare, and I, I predicted John. Uh, the Battle of Western Supermare. <laughs> John, I thought John would sort of win by a nose, but he, he won by. Bit of a head, he's won by quite a, quite a lot there. So well done, mm. well there, lad. Group B, the two highest scorers that week, John of fifty eight and Hooker of sixty nine. So some really high scores, yeah, really high. Um, speaking B. of high scores, Group C, Jacko, oh, Jacko uh, forty one, Andy Beasley forty. Yeah, which was the smallest winning margin last week, just oh. by a single point. And it was the top two going head-to-head into that week. So, Jacko maintains that 100% record. Four wins out of four and a plus 62 points difference. So, Jacko is obviously a blue and he's flying this season. He's What's his team blue. name? Tattered FPL. I think, I think he needs to change that to Legend. need to change that. Yeah, he's, he's ripping it up. Absolutely ripping but, um, it up. Let's not ask him how, um, the, how the gas got on the other night um, against bottom of the league, Bolton, who've got like no professional footballers. So... I'm pretty sure Bolton have now moved up to minus five points. That is that correct. Yeah, that is yeah. correct. The dizzying heights. Yeah. <laughs> and also we've got a, a notable win in here for Joe Murphy, who beat Glenn. Go on, Joe. So, so Joe, Joe picked up his first, first win. Well. It was his first win, yeah. So, you know, he's up, yeah, he's up to three points in the league. So it's a bit of a nosebleed territory for, for Joe there. Um, Does he listen? Do we know if Joe listens to the podcast? Yeah, Joe, Joe listens. So I was I was lucky enough to to spend some time with him 
uh, at the Arsenal Bournemouth game. Met him there for a couple of points beforehand, and yeah, he's in good spirits. He believes the cup dream's still alive. So go on, Murphy. Go on, Joe. Um, yeah. Commiserations, mate. Um, <laughs> we, we were just saying before we started the recording. Your season is very reminiscent of Stevenage's this year. So, um, apart from Stevenage, you've got a win in the cup, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it'll come soon, Glenn. You got Kev this week, so you know anything could happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cookie, Cookie's club. He's flying. Yeah, won three, lost one. So Cookie doing really well. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's all of Group C, isn't it? Yeah, then we got Group D. Um, so we'll go for the score. So Nick Davidson lost by three points. So 34, 37 to Alex Yeah, Nick Davidson. He started off well. He had two wins out of two, and he hasn't he hasn't picked up a win since. Um, he gave oh. me he's obviously given it a lot of shade towards me, but he hasn't picked up a win since. So we'll um, we'll see if he's just basically been so so premature there. And I'm a comedian. Has come has come round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Spencer, really bad week for him. Twenty-five points. I don't know um, what's going on with Spencer. He's uh, um... he's doing okay in the league, though. He's he's I think he's tenth. Oh, okay, it's better than. I mean, yeah. last season he had a season off, didn't he? Really? Yeah, uh, he's busy. You know, I had mine the season before that. Me and Cookie's got battling it out for last place. Uh, yeah. Bit of a thriller that I think. Yeah, and then um, Spencer lost to Jamie twenty-five forty-four, like you just said, Jamie. Played four one four as well, so yeah, uh, yeah, he's flying as well, and an enormous plus seventy seven points difference, which is the highest out of anyone. Oh, yeah, so really big. Um, and then John Perkins with the lowest score of the week with twenty three. Twenty three um, points. That is bad, isn't it? You think isn't, that? Isn't that less than what you'd get if all your players and your captain got two each? Uh, yeah, that would put you on twenty four, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so um, not great. <laughs> uh, Luke, Luke Death picks up his first win of the season. Uh, he scored forty-five points, so a pretty pretty good score there. Uh, oh. Luke getting the highest score of Group D last yeah. couple. So well done, well done. Well done. Uh, I've got a couple of stats if you want around the current yeah. position. Oh, that, if you want to get to know you like your stats. Um, so as we've touched on, John Perkins with the wooden spoon, 23 points of last cup week. So I know he's a yellow and we all like him, but that's shocking, Perkins. Uh, Hooker, highest with 69. Cheeky, there we are. Well done, Hooks. Um, we've got just two players winless after four games, which is Glenn Wilson and John Perkins. And we've got two who are 100% win, which is Jamie Roberts and Jacko. Also so, in their groups, they're both both the people with uh, without a win in in Group C and D, and both the people in who've won all of them in Group C and D. So, yeah, yeah, we touched on uh, Jamie's points difference. It's the highest of seventy seven. John Perkins is the lowest of minus fifty seven. <laughs> Not great, but I did some extra analysis, Tom. Um, oh, oh, you yeah, you were telling me about this. This is quite this is quite exciting. So, um, yeah. Is, uh, so after four games, obviously we're coming up to the midpoint this week, and I wanted to see actually how competitive each group was in relation to the league. So by looking at people's league position and seeing sort of what was the average league position for each group to see who's got a really who what league is, sorry what group is really doing well in the league. So <laughs> it's a bit shocking, really. So Group A, which is our group, and it was billed as the group of death. 
all six players finishing in the top 10 of the league last season. But the average league position for our group is 39th. Get in. That's the shit. 39th out of 55, isn't it? 53. Oh, <laughs> it is awful. I think there's four of us grouped together that are like 39th, 40th, 41st, 42nd. I think, I think the highest is like 32nd in our group. Is that Pelo? Uh, I think it is Pelo. Actually, I think it's 31st. And then you've got Miller, who's like 37th. I think it goes me, Aaron, you... Tuffy, I think, all in yeah. four, four consecutive yeah. in the league. So that's really bad. Um, group B, so if we just look at Group B, you've got Dan Rogers, John Cox, Hayden, Beber, Hooker and Gerrish. Um, so Gerrish, obviously, he's, he's picked up his first win, um, but it's the toughest league. The average position is 19th, so 20 places above Group A. Oh. So that, that is the toughest one. Uh, group C, the average position is 26th and group D, the average position is 22nd. So okay. there is a, quite a gulf up to our group. And it's, oh, mate. it is the weakest group oh. in the entire cup. And I'm proud I'm, to be part of it. I'm trying as well this year. I'm, I'm really, oh, I'm yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Mate. I'm oh. try. So I wish, hard. I wish I wanted to try harder. I've been poor. Yeah. but yeah that's a, a review of fixtures last week so well done to those who picked up a win and that Lovely. was looking in good shape um, commiserations if you picked up a loss and I would say it's now getting to that stage as we enter the halfway point if you're on probably three or less points you desperately need a win well we've got six games left haven't we including this one so I would say I mean I was trying to work out what the minimum points would be to qualify. And I think you might even get some teams on six points getting getting into the um, the, the playoff. Mm, yeah. I, it, I suppose it just depends if someone is, <laughs> I mean, picking up three points or less. Yeah. In, in 10 games is bad. Really bad. Um, but I've, if we just whiz through the fixtures quickly, then we'll go through which fixture we've picked out. So, um, yeah. Group A, we've got Matt against Ash, huge game. Um, we've got Tuffy yep. against Aaron, and we've got myself against Liam Pello. Um, these fixtures will be repeated in game week uh, 12 as well. Um, so we basically go through the reverse fixtures. So the person you played first, you'll play last, and so on. Um, group B, we've got Hooker against Beber, Hayden against Dan Rogers, and Gerrish against John Cox. Group C, we've got Kev against Glenn. Steve against Mark, which is first against second. Um, and Big Andy game. against Joe. Yeah, huge one, that one. And Group D, we've got Spencer against Alex, Luke against Jamie, and Johnny P against Nick. Um, so some big games. So, Matt, who, which of those fixtures have you picked out for your analysis this week? Well, I just, I just could not ignore that top of Group C clash. Um, Steve against Mark. Yeah, Jacko and Cookies Club. Mm. Um, and I know traditionally I like to pick players who are playing each other who have very similar squads. Yeah. But these these guys just don't. And I've just thought I need to go through this anyway. And I still think it's going to be really, really close. So Jacko obviously flying high in the league. I think is he seventh at the moment, something like that. And Cookies mm. Club's around 1920. 
there's not a great deal amount points between them in the league because it is that congested part of the top. Um, but I'm looking at the, the squads here. So they've got three players the same. So they've got Ludstrom. Everyone's got Ludstrom. They've both got Mane. Most people have got Mane if they haven't got Salah. And they've both got Sterling, which most people have got. So they've got quite a few differentials each. So Jacko's got Henderson in goal, Sheffield United. Um, doing them well, Yeah, they did them, yeah. Aren't they, Sheffield United? Yeah, so really good clean sheet record. Um, Cookies Club have got Patricia for Wolves, um, and I'm pretty sure they're away at Newcastle. So there's mm. chances there for clean sheets for both. Uh, Jacko's got Trent, but obviously he's injured tonight, isn't he? He's not playing. Is he? No, oh. he's not started. They put Milner as right back. So whether Jacko's got to do something there. Um, Cookies Club's got a Liverpool defender, so Van Dyke. He's playing tonight. He's probably going to be fit. So those two sort of potentially cancel out to clean sheet if Trent plays. And then they've got two other defenders each. So you've got Tamori, Digne for Jacko, and Maguire and Alderweireld for Cookies Club. Now, I can't see, can't see out of Aero keeping a clean sheet away at Anfield. Will he even play? Has he been playing out of Aero? Not particularly, no. Um, Dinier, Everton away from home, not great. Tamori, no. Chelsea are still a bit leaky away from home. And Maguire, Din- well, Man United just aren't that good. Uh, Dinier has still got set pieces, so he, he, had a, he had one from like 30 yards at the week and he put just wide. So he's, he's confident and he's. He is currently wearing the captain's armband, so you know that could influence him a bit as well. Yeah. Then they've got two quite low-key midfielders, so Algarzi and Dendonka. So it'll be surprised if they really do anything. Um, and this is where it gets interesting. This the next three each. So Cookies Club's got Pookie, um, and they are at home to Man United. Jacko's got Wilson. Um, I'm trying to think who they're playing off the top of my head away at Watford. So. Chances for both of those, I would say. Uh, Jacko's got Mount. Cookies Club has got Abraham. So a couple of Chelsea players there. Finally, Jacko has De Bruyne. And Cookies Club has Mares. So the two City players there. So I think this could be quite a close game. If I had to put some money down who was going to edge it, I would say Jacko would continue his 100% record. And I would put that purely on De Bruyne. I mean, they're, they're, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, they've got same teams but different players. So all it could take is one player scoring and one player assisting, and they've gained a couple of points on them, or vice versa. And yeah, it, yeah. I mean, like you said, you've picked up a game where there's not many similar players, but really they they're quite similar teams. Yeah, they've backed a lot of the same teams. So there's a bit of Chelsea, a bit of Man City in there, a bit of Liverpool. And then a couple of differentials. <clears throat> so who's your money on? I'm going to say Steve Jackson to make it 15. Oh, five 15. Yeah, I'm back in Jacko. Back in him. What about yourself? What fixture have you looked at? I've picked out yourself against Ash Miller. Oh, no. I know Ash is an avid listener, so he'll be buzzing at this. Yeah, probably um, cocking hand at the moment. Fair play. Yeah, as usual, pointing the other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you are currently 42nd in the league Ash is currently 36th and there's only 18 points between you um, sorry no 16 points between you even closer um, so really really close 16 points 6 places just shows you how tight the league is um, you've only got 
five players the same, four of which I can see start. So you've both got Pope, you've both got Mount, you've both got Abraham, you've both got um, Aubameyang, and you've both got Kelly on the bench. Yeah. Um, but your teams look very, very different. Though. I mean, you've both got you've got Matip, Ash has got mm. Trent. Okay. Ash is one of the few players without Lundstram. Um, so he lines up with Peters, Rico, Otamendi at the back um, and Trent. And you line up with Matip, Lundstram and Tierney. I mean, Tierney's an interesting one. Um, yeah. so, you missed out on that one, Yeah, and it's really frustrating, not just because of fancy, but just Jemmy as an Arsenal fan. Like, You've not got your best players on the pitch. No, it's really pissing me off. And obviously, Monday was a complete shit show of a result. It was an awful performance. Mm. And I just think he's not starting the best players. There's a few others, in, in all honesty, he should be playing as well, but he's not. But Tierney, you know, we paid 25 million for this lad. Yeah. All we've seen is him in the Europa League, which he looked exceptional in. Appreciate, yeah. appreciate it's the Europa League, but he should be starting. So... It's it's frustrating. I thought he yeah. would play. I, that was sort of the uh, the feeling yeah. amongst Arsenal fans that he would get his. Uh, you got, got yeah. Cresswell as well, who unexpectedly missed that. Oh, missed a no. um, apparently, he's been unwell. Um, not well, not physically, yeah. but like. like well, they're, saying, they're saying now he might have a groin strain. Oh. So I don't know how bad the shits have been for him to get that. Mm. Well, Gerish can tell you all about them at the minute, apparently. Um, yeah, where did, where did he go? Ganges, wasn't it? Ganges. Jesus Christ. He said it's like emptying an old radiator. Oh, shit's been flowing like the Ganges. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, on to midfield. You've got you've got Saka, um, you, your boy from Arsenal. Yeah. He's also got a player I've never really heard of before, Nekamba. Um, who, who came on for Salah this week. Salah's no-show. I believe Salah has started tonight, though. He is, yeah, he's fit. I, I, I think he'll play against Tottenham. So he's got Salah. Um, I've you've got Mane, got, though. Yeah, you've got Sterling, Mane and Mares, and he's got De Bruyne, Cantwell mm. and Salah. So yeah. Mane against Salah, De Bruyne against Sterling and Mares. Um And then up front, he's got the Pookie party. Um, which yeah. I think the Pookie party is pretty much over now, isn't it? I mean, they've got it's definitely United, died down, but they've got United at home, so mm. could be goals in that one. Um, could be, could be interesting point. You've both got two city players, um, who've got Villa at home, so that could be a high scoring one, and then Salah against Monday at home to Spurs, so it'll be interesting. I mean, you've got the early kickoff on the Saturday, and it's Liverpool Sunday, I think, against Tottenham. Yeah, Sunday four thirty. So that would be an interesting one. I mean, uh, traditionally you've had quite high scoring games with Liverpool and Tottenham, so it could be interesting if the, if the goals start flying in there. Mm. Obviously, we've got our score predictions as well, so we'll we'll see how uh, no, I, later on. I think looking at the teams, it's really tough to call. To be honest, I think there'll there'll only be there'll be sort of five points in this one, um, either way, really. Um, Who are you saying? He's got double Norwich home to United, so I'm I'm going to say Ash by five. Oh, okay, okay. So you might have some work to do there, but you know, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's not over. It's not over. So this brings on to our Twitter topic, which this week was VAR. Um, yeah. So do you want to do you want to get us started? 
I don't like it. <laughs> um, I just don't. So, as a for, for match going fans, so I've been to see a couple of games this season at the Emirates, and when it's used, you don't really know what's going on. So, for those that have been to games this season or any game ever with VAR, you're not really in the loop. Um, and as so, you know, you, you're paying fifty quid a ticket. You're not sure what's going on. You think something's happened, but obviously you're not sure. And the only inclination you get is play sort of just stops. It just sort of comes to a halt. The players obviously get a shout. And then you just look at the referee who just is that classic, classic VAR pose, which is he puts his hand to the ear. He has his earpiece in. Oh. And then he just seems to be sort of beckoning players away or, or telling them, I'm listening. They're looking at it. And you yeah. think, what are you looking at? What's going on? You know, it's not, it sort of kills the atmosphere. How many times have you seen a, a team score a goal and they're just not sure if it's a it's, goal? They don't celebrate yeah. as much. Players don't celebrate that much because it's, yeah. oh, actually, was there something in the build up there? And, you know, it's massive, massive goals sometimes. And people will say, well, the offsides are right and things like that. But I like the controversy in the game. I like the fact that. Without VAR, you'll listen to Talk Sport on a Monday on the way to work or something like that, and they'll go, oh, big controversial. How did the officials get that wrong? But, you know, I just think it's so much better than listening to people analyse VAR all the time. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't even think they're using it right. I don't don't know. What what do you think? Um, Pretty similar to you, really. I'm not really that big a fan of it, but I think one bit is they've got a screen inside the pitch, right, that the ref can look at, like in the World Cup, yeah? Is that right? That's right. And there's a big hoo-ha on it. They haven't used it once. He's run over and have a look himself. They've not used it once. And there seems to be this almost credibility thing amongst the referees where, obviously, they are like match, match, match referees and Mm. wherever this place is. Is it Stockford? I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. It's this little town, little bloody beach up somewhere that someone sits in looking at these monitors and they don't seem to want to discredit their fellow professional referees. Yeah, I've heard that mentioned before. It's like the refs are uniting together. They don't want to undermine each other. Um, I, I, think, I think there's been sort of one decision that's been overturned all season. Yeah. Like, and that's just, that's just me listening to statistics, things like that that come through. But they're just not, they're not calling each other out saying, actually, I think you got that wrong. So I'd, I'd just want the referee to actually run over and have a look at it at the side of the pitch, to be mm. honest. They, I mean, I think David Ellery, who's head of the referees, is trying to say, well, you know, they can do that, but we're trying not to slow the game down. But oh, if, you look, if you look, another point I've got written down is if, if you've been watching any of the Rugby World Cup, what they do, they'll, they'll have a look at it. They'll put it on the big screen, show you two or three replays and then say yes or no. And it's, it's quick, it's efficient. Yeah, the referees work together. They actually have a conversation saying, "I can see this. Do you agree?" Mm. Um, not any of this. Just literally stood there blind, listening to someone, listening to the bloody shipping forecast or whatever the hell they're getting through their through yeah. their mic. And as, uh, I mean, this this weekend in particular with decisions, it's oh, been sh- it's been shown to be sometimes shit. it's like three, three or four minutes. But the also, you know, and then yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking to the Tottenham-Watford game. I mean, how Watford didn't get a penalty, I do not know for that challenge on their failure. Then, yeah, it's a shocker. And then Spurs score 
and they VAR check it for something for I think it was potential handball. Yeah. They gave the goal, but the big screen turned around no and said, goal. no goal. And it was a goal. It's older, isn't it? Yeah, so they give it. And you think that's match-going fans, people paying 40, 50 quid a ticket plus everything else. And they're sort of last of the priority. Yeah, I mean, there are a few that have gone really right, though, aren't they? So, like, the Man United goal at the weekend, that was, of course, the right decision. Um, so, let that stand. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I personally, I don't think that should have even been checked. Um, so, that that goal for me, and I said it in the chat, was that's a goal. If we stop giving fouls for that, you might as well just make it a non-contact sport. I mean, yeah. Origi's obviously felt a little bit of contact, but he's lost control of the ball. He hasn't got control of it at all. He's lost. He's lost that ball's got out of the pitch. Obviously, Rashford scored, but I saw something where he got like a little contact in his left calf, and there's a picture of him laying on the floor holding his right leg. So he's not even holding the right leg. Oh, so I just think, yeah, we can't stop giving fouls for that. Uh, but overall, I, I I would go back to no VAR happily. Well, I I I've got one last point on this issue, and I think it's here now. VAR is here now, so we do not sort of need to accept it. But at the same time, they need to get their head bloody head around what they're doing with it. Um, mm. They need to have I've... the plums to turn around and say, actually, I think you've got that one wrong, Mike Dean yeah. or Mike Oliver. You've got that one wrong. I see it as a clear penalty or no penalty. Yeah, You need you need to overturn it. And I think that's where VAR will actually start getting praised. Yeah, um, I, I agree. But I think... Like I said, I think it is here, but they, they could just do... If they watch the Rugby World Cup, they sort it within sort of 30 seconds to a minute and it's it's fine. And they've got the big screens. I know, obviously, two of the two of the stadiums haven't got big screens, which is a bit shocking, really. Um, yeah. Anfield and Old, Old Trafford. So maybe they need to say every, every stadium's got a big screen and we'll put the replay on there and then the ref can talk it through then. But the thing ah. is, you don't, you don't even get the replay. No. Because having been at the Emirates, it just comes up VAR check. So, yeah. you, like you said, you it's absolutely well, no the, point. They do, they do put the replays on the screen because um, you hear the fans in the stadium reacting to it. And yeah, I mean, oh, I've been to Twickenham. You have to jog over to the corner, have a look at it on the big screen, and go, "Yeah, I can clearly see that's a knock-on." Um, mm. That sort of thing. So, mm. I think there's nothing wrong with making mistakes, but the refs need to admit that rather than just going along with it. Yeah, I think so. It'd be interesting. I think, you know, as we start getting guests on, I I want to start seeing what they think as well. I know we didn't ask Gerish about it, but now it's becoming a bit more of a hot topic. Yeah. I just want to, I want to know who's for it and, and why and who's against it and why. Mm, okay. Well, there we are. Twitter topic. Thanks for those that, that voted. We'll, we'll get another one on the go. And um, yeah, let us know what you want us to, to moan about. Good. Um, so that brings us on to our score prediction. So the last pod, um, we said we're going to start up a leaderboard. So Ben Gerrish, you got two correct results and no correct scores. So you are currently sat on two points. Top of uh, the league. Top of the league, but also bottom. Um, so yeah, that way it was pretty... I mean, I got worse now. I only got one correct result and no correct scores. Um, Matt, oh. you, you got one correct score. <laughs> Burnley Everton 1-0. Um, and three correct results. So you've got six points last week. So that's that's the dizzying heights of six. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah, six from an, an available 30 points there. Good stuff. Mm, so let's bring us on to this week's predictions then. So yeah. we've got Friday night football this week. 
Yeah, I do like a bit of Friday night football. With Southampton hosting Leicester City. So what have you gone for in that one, Matt? Southampton won Leicester three. I think Leicester, oh. on a bit of a, Leicester on a bit of a roll. I think they're, they're playing some really good football at the moment. And uh, yeah, can't yeah. Just, just too much for Saints. What about you? I've gone Southampton one, Leicester two. So I think it'll, it'll be closer than they think. Um, but Leicester ultimately come out of a whim. Yeah. I um, and then that. early kickoff on Saturday, uh, Manchester City against Aston Villa. Go on then, what have you gone? I've gone City four, Villa one. I've gone City five, Villa nil. Five nil. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can see Villa scoring in that one. I mean, Crystal, our Crystal Palace didn't score the other day. Edison, that world he saved from Ben Take. Yeah, um, yeah, good save. Um, but yeah, I think with if they if they play the two centre mids at centre half, I think Villa could get at them with Wesley and McGinn and Grealish. So I've heard that Rodri's picked up an injury and he's yeah, available. Yeah, he went last night and he brought John Stones on. Pep was fuming because of how long it took John Stones to get ready to come on. Um, and Otamendi was on the bench as well, but overlooked. So maybe maybe Pep and Otamendi have had a bit of falling out. I don't know. Mm, which is good because Ash has got Otamendi. Oh. <laughs> so then Brighton against Everton. What have you gone for there? Uh, one one. One one. Um, unfortunately, I've had to, to take a reality check here, and due to Everton's away form, I've gone Brighton two, Everton one. Um, mm. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Yeah. Carry on from our magnificent performance against West Ham. Um, yeah. But I think, I, think that'll be an, I think that'll be an open game that will because Brighton are attacking quite a lot. Um, they, they've been playing and, some good football under Potter. To be fair, I mean, yeah. I think they've got their home home form sorted a little bit. But I think yeah, just a score draw one all. I think as an Everton fan, if I see either Delph or Schneidlin on the team sheet, um, I'm just not even going to pay attention to that game. <laughs> just slowing it down. I mean, at the weekend, yeah, Davies and Gomez. Every time they got the ball, it's going forward. It's going forward. It's going forward. But mm. Don't have that with the other ones, they're too safe. No, but, you yeah. don't want that. You want some action, don't you? Action, but uh, yeah, down to, down to Vicarage Road, Watford against Bournemouth. What have you gone for, Tom? I've gone Watford one, Bournemouth three. Have you now? I'm not really sure why I've done this with this goal, but I've just put nil 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 nil. Mr. Bournemouth second nil nil in a row. Yeah, um, I just think they were so everyone expected so many goals at home to well, Norwich. Neither had kept a clean sheet, had they? And then it ends up bloody nil nil. Yeah. I you just didn't tell me what... you know, when, I, when I was messaging you before the week. I said, "Oh, I'm bringing in Wilson," and you said, "I think I think Bournemouth will disappoint a lot of people." And yeah, it happened. I didn't say it. Yeah, well, I just I think nil nil here. Watford are just they want to just make sure they don't lose to games like this because they're obviously yeah. still not not looking great. But yeah, yeah. So to the to the West Ham Stadium. Um, go on. I've gone West Ham two, Sheffield United one. Oh, Jacko's clean sheet's gone. Yeah. I've gone West Ham nil, Sheffield United one. Is that just to make me think about the last time they won one nil? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> they, they beat Everton, don't forget, at Goodison Park. So. Oh, yeah, that was 2 now, wasn't it? Christ. Yeah, bloody hell. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the reason I've gone for that is I just think Sheffield United, they're pretty solid at the back. They're on a good run. Um, well, they're not on a good run, are they? They lost three in a row before they beat you, I think. Thanks. So, yeah, I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, what did you, you went for? Two one was it? Two. Uh, yeah, West Ham two, two Sheffield one. United one. Yeah. Uh, um, or up to the turf. Turf. Evening kickoff. 
Yeah, this would be this would be good. I've gone for a Desmond here, two two. Desmond two two. I've gone for one one. Oh, okay, score draw, score draw. Yeah. Burnley yeah. tight at the back. Chelsea, uh, they've played a really strong side tonight, haven't they? I was looking at their lineup. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, they've got a great result beating uh, Ajax away from home one little Bashoi with a goal. Um, oh. with a Pulisic assist so no real fantasy option there, so anything. yeah I mean Frank's got him on a little bit of a roll at the moment um, but mm. the, tur- the turf is not an easy place to go uh, Deitch will have that one sewn up I think 1-1 one, one. Okay, um, okay. Sunday we've got Newcastle against Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah the 2 o'clock kick off and I've gone Newcastle nil, Wolves 1 oh I've gone for Newcastle 1 Wolves 1 um Obviously, Wolves play tomorrow night, don't they? Um, yeah. That is a bit of a worry, obviously, because you never know how the Europa League is going to go. I mean, we, they played Europa League and then played us and we beat them 3-2. And we were mm. in a bit of a bad run. Um, they just seem to have got it together a little bit more. I think they've got into the yeah, rhythm of 3-5-2 to a 3-4-3, I think. Um, mm. With, obviously, Jimenez... Traore and I don't know was it Coutrone plays on the other side Coutrone, for Jimenez yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean Jimenez on a hell of a run isn't he at the minute I think yeah, he's got a few lads looking at him bringing him in I think mm, could be a good shot but Newcastle at home fairly tight I mean any Man United fan will tell you that um, oh yeah good good side at home I mean we only beat them 1-0 so they are a good side I think they've uh, they they are fairly tight at home so that I mean I, that's why I've gone uh, one one for that one. Um, then your okay. boys Arsenal at home to Crystal Palace. Yeah, I think we've got to bounce back, but it, I think it is going to come down to that Emery team selection. If he doesn't, if he doesn't react to what was clearly a abysmal result at Sheffield United, and I'm I'm saying things like Jacka, he needs to be benched. He was very very poor. Um, he needs to get Torreira on, get some playing, and he needs to start holding. He needs to start Tierney. Um, he needs to make changes because it just wasn't good enough. Have you got on Thursday? Uh, Vitora at home. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're going to bounce back here and I've put Arsenal 2, Palace 1. Oh, I've gone the other way. I've gone Palace 2, Arsenal <laughs> 1. Uh, Do you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't I think, be surprised. I think Roy's got them. It's weird because if you look at their team sheet, they're probably one of the weakest 1 to 11s in the country. But they're so unified and playing well. Um, like even against City, they they created chances, yes, but they still look quite tight. And Gary Cahill at the back is having a bit of a renaissance period of his career, I think, there. Um, yeah. He's I mean, sort of unified them. Palace did beat us at the tail end of last season at home 3-2. Mm. So it, it could happen. It really could happen. Is not scored in like 19 games or something ridiculous. And they've just given him a new contract. So it's got it written in the stars that he'll score, I think. Yeah, I think if I think if we lose that, the pressure on Emery becomes massive. It's big at the moment, and it do, do you reckon he's do you reckon he's he's in danger of his job then? Yeah, definitely. He, he this he's had eighteen months in the job. I don't think we're playing any better. I don't think we're any more shored up at defence. He's spent a couple hundred million quid. He's got a new record signing, um, yeah. and it and it's still the case of if we didn't have a Bomyang, where would we be? So I, I just mm. think he's not moved us forward, and on, honestly, there's a few few new lads in the hierarchy at the Emirates. Um, Josh Cronkey being one of them, who's the owner's son, who sort of 
mixing things up and getting getting business done. And I don't think he'd be scared to pull the trigger. Interesting. Um, so that takes us to Anfield for Liverpool against Tottenham. Yeah, uh, I've gone Liverpool three, Tottenham nil. I've gone for Desmond. It would, has, it's been a Desmond up there before, hasn't it? Yeah. And I, I just think the way Spurs had a bit of a... Oh, what's going on here? Oh, I don't know. Oh, there we go. Spurs had a bit of a renaissance midweek, didn't they? Um, they sort of played the nice high-pressing football the fans like to see. Got a good win. Um, and I, just, I, just, I don't know. As good as Liverpool are, I still think they showed that against United without Salah, they're still not... I don't know what it... I, don't, can't remember, I mean, I don't want to say they're not great because obviously they're top of the league and they've not lost the game yet. But, you know, there's just... They looked so, like to... They looked a bit toothless without Salah. I think the only thing that would worry any Liverpool fan is the fact that Trent is obviously injured at the moment. I don't know if it's if he's back on the weekend. I don't know. I'm sure some of the Liverpool lads will be happy to tell us if he is. But also Matip has picked up a bit of a reoccurrence, which is a concern for me and my team. But also, that's basically oh, that's the right side of Liverpool offense. Yeah, so you'll have Lovren and probably Milner, or they're going to play Gomez, who hasn't looked that sharp either. That's the only risk to that clean sheet. And obviously, Mm. I think Son traditionally plays on that left side and cuts in. Kane has a good record at Anfield, I think. So he does, yeah, he does. So I've gone for three 0 because I just think they've got overpower them. I think if they go one 0 up, Spurs' heads will drop. Yeah, Um, and that brings on to the final game. They look at Carrow Road. So what have you gone for? Is this a Monday night game? Mm, I, I thought it, it was Sunday. Be. Yeah, I think it's a Monday night game. Is it? Uh, I, might, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. It's but... League Cup next week, so yeah, you're right. It's definitely Sunday then. So yeah, Norwich. I've gone. Uh, I've gone one all. One all. Well, Matt, fasten your seatbelts because I've gone <laughs> Go three Manchester United nil. I th- I think. I just, I just think Norwich will tear him apart. Really, like really. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would fucking love to see that, <laughs> but can I see it? No. And the words Norwich will tear them apart. I don't know if I'll ever say those words again in my life. That, uh, that sort of result could tip Ben Gerrish over the edge. But you know, Norwich beat Man City at home. Um, they, they're not. I mean, they they have con- like conceded the most goals and they've conceded the most shots and they're bottom for defensive stats, whatever the hell you look at. But United are just United, aren't they? Yeah, and- I'm I'm looking to see how they play. I think uh, midweek they're playing tomorrow night. I'm trying to work out who's playing. I can't think of it in my head. Someone like Red Star or someone like that. Mm. That will t- tell you everything you need to about Sunday. Because yes, I- Liverpool they played well, but it's a big game. If you can't get up for that game, you can't get yeah. up for that game. And I, I, mm, I don't know. I just think Delia Smith will get him up for this. Yeah, she'll get back on that microphone, won't she? Mm, yeah, she'll be sending a few inspirational pictures around to the players beforehand. <laughs> oh, God. Right, on that lovely image, um, let's go <laughs> on to our differential pick. So this is a player that less than 5% owned. Um, last week, I went for Ollie McBurney, didn't return. You went for Saka, didn't return, and hey, Ben Gary. I, I broke, I broke the curse. 
they got three points. Oh, sorry. All right, three. Yeah, so no no actual attacking returns, but he got a clean sheet point, yeah? Yes, he did. And Gerrish went for Pepe, who is more like poo-poo, I think. Uh, um, did, didn't he, did he get a return? He did. He got assist, didn't he? Um, I, I don't think he did. I thought it was all three blanks. I might be wrong. Oh, uh, part of me thinks he did something. Gerrish right, right in answers on a postcard, PO box, uh, you know, the trail. Yeah. Right. Um, so, Matt, who's your differential this week and why have you, have you gone for them? So, you know, people might start paying attention now. I've gone up to the dizzying heights of a three-point return with Saka. Yeah, it's treble to usual score. Treble, treble that. If I can treble it again this week, you know, it could really start getting, uh, getting some real positive vibes around this, this pod. So... I've gone for Hudson Adoy. Ooh. So the Chelsea lad, so they're away at Burnley. Um, he, I, you know, he's got three assists in his last three games. He is selected by just 2.7% of players. Um, he got three bonus points in his last game, so he picked up nine points. Um, okay. He's starting to get a bit of form. He's getting a bit of a run in the team, so he did start tonight as a part of a front three. Um I think Frank likes him. He's starting to get he's starting to get that match time. He is a threat going forward. He's a skillful lad. Um and yeah, I've I've gone for him this week. And I think he's pretty cheap. I think he's five point nine million. So he's he's if you're looking for a Chelsea midfielder, he's cheaper than the Mason Mount option. That's my you, that's my pick. Torio Hudson Adore's never done. He's never Dorn. scored a big goal. Has he not? Never. <laughs> Another so, solid yeah. pick from me then. <laughs> could be could be a good week, Matt. Let's break his duck. Yeah, I think <laughs> if if he does, I want some real love on the next podcast. Oh yeah, we'll we'll call it. I don't know the Hudson Adoy tribute show or something like that. Um, so yeah, I've gone for player in Friday night. I've gone for player in form. A player Jacko usually leaves as his third sub, and he usually gets close to double figures. I've gone for Danny Ings. Oh, tell us why. Tell us why. Leicester at home. He scored four goals and got one assist this season. And his goals have come against Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea and Wolves. So he does okay. love, a goal, love a goal against good sides. I mean, uh, quite a lot of his goals have been quite calamitous. Um, just thinking of the one that Loris gave him. At, um, yeah. I think that was <laughs> at Tottenham, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, at Tottenham. Is that on his elbow? Uh, no, that was Brighton. There's oh, been so yeah. many shows from Spurs this season. They, it's easy to get them confused. Um, so I would say Danny Ings is fixture-proof. Um, he scored all of his goals in the penalty box. So, you know, if you fancy a bet, Danny Ings scored from inside the box. Um, he averages one attempt on goal every 24 minutes. So he should have about three three shots in the game. Um, and he's got he's got an eighteen percent conversion rate, which isn't uh, isn't great, but it's not too bad either. And Leicester have only kept two clean sheets in the league this season out of eight, so out of nine. Um, oh, okay, you know, I think or the, the stats are in his favour. I think he's about two percent ownership off the top of my head. He's definitely less than five anyway. He's definitely less than he's very low. I think he's five point nine million. I think he is first choice striker for Southampton. Home on Friday night under the lights at the library of St Mary's. Um, so yeah, that's why I've gone for Danny Ings and Jacko starting this week. Go on, son. 
Go on, Jacko. I've backed yeah, you for the win as well. Yeah. Good right. Stuff, good stuff. Yeah, another good one, Matt. Yeah, we'll wrap it back up. And obviously, we've got uh, the promise from Ash Miller. He'll join us next time so we can try and get that leaderboard for the score predictions up and get his differential. Lovely. Um, good, good luck, everyone, in the cup this week. I do yeah. think if you're on three points or less, you need a win desperate, desperately yeah. this week. I mean, I've got uh, this week and next cup week and we're both on three points. So if I lose both of them, I can just wave goodbye to the cup. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be pretty bleak. Um, but yeah, good luck, everyone. Hope you enjoy the pod. Um, get involved with the Twitter poll again, um, like you did this time for VAR. Let us know what you want us to, to moan about. And yeah, good, good luck this week, Tom. Hope you have yeah. a good one. And you, Matt. Good luck in your game against Ash. Yeah. Good. Have, enjoy your half term and uh, oh, yeah. have a good week, fellas. Take it easy. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Get the contract out. Put it on the table. <laughs> yeah. Let him sign it. Let him write whatever numbers he wants to put on there, given what he's done now since he's come in. And let him sign the contract and go. Ollie's let the will, man. He's doing it. He's doing his thing. Man United are back. That should have been the.